Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast. And today we're going to be doing pronunciation for speaking. It's a little bit different from my pronunciation podcast, my courses and everything. This is for speaking. Ta-da! And you know what? Completely forgot my speaker because I'm going to have to need that or I'm going to need to use this. Oh my God, my grammar's all over the place. But nonetheless, guys, oh, prominence in questions. That's what we're going to be discussing. See, key words such as nouns and main verbs, they're usually stressed in English, as I've told you, of course, in my pronunciation podcast dating back to season two, three, four, and my courses that are available on Udemy. However, in direct questions with a question word, this question word is stressed along with any other keywords, okay? Content words or focus words. Now, in yes, no questions, there's a tendency of, 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 of the rising intonation at the end to show it is a question. So let me give you an example. What did you buy? Now, of course, in normal American English, I say, what you buy? What you buy? Now, again, that's very natural. It's not slang. It's just very natural. That's it. I don't say, what did you buy? What did you buy? What did you buy? Now, of course, you hear the, what did you buy? It's like a cadence. What did you buy? What did you buy? What did you buy? You can cadence it if you don't know. And if you don't know, now you know. All right? Hey, man, I've been saying that often. It's so funny. It's like some rapper, I think, from the 90s. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, but in the yes-no questions, there's a rising intonation at the end, as I've told you on some of my podcasts. Did it cost a lot? Did it cost a lot? So, focus word, cost, a lot, rising intonation. Back to the first one. What did you buy? What did you buy? All right, now, in polite, indirect questions, well, they tend to be longer and have reduced stress on the question heads, okay? Now, the question heads, that means a question word being inside of the sentence rather than at the beginning. Now, weak forms of the words linked together and sounds are left out. I'll repeat that. Weak forms of the words linked together and sounds are left out. So let me give you an example. The sentence is, could you tell me how you decided? Now you're not going to stress everything, right? Because it would sound like you're yelling at someone. Could you tell me how you decided? Holy shit, people are gonna go crazy. They're gonna scream. They're gonna be like, why are you hollering at me, right? So you're going to have that, you need that cadence. Could you tell me how you decided? Could you tell me how you decided? How you, how you, how you decided? How you decided? Could you tell me how you decided? Does that make sense? So what we're going to do here, you're going to listen for keywords within the reduced forms of these longer questions in some of these, um, what is it, in some of these sentences, okay? Now, do not go to the blog and look at the sentences and say, ooh, ah, oh, ooh. What I would like you to do, see if you could write out the entire sentence. That's okay if you can't get everything word for word. 
but at least write down the content slash focus words because that means you are listening with intent, okay? And I emphasize the t -t intent because once you get that, then you're going to be able to have a normal conversation with anyone from a native English speaking country because if you focus on every reduced or function word in a sentence, you're going to make your brain completely blow up, okay? So what we're gonna be doing here, if I can actually get this speaker to work, I really doubt, I don't know if it's actually gonna work, we just have to pray. But nonetheless, you're gonna listen, you're gonna write them down, identify the key stress words, come back to me and say, are these correct? That's all you have to do. Here we go. One, can you tell me if you bought anything unplanned? Two, I wonder if I could ask you a few questions. Three. Can you tell me why you decided to come shopping today? Four. Can you tell us how these biases can be avoided? Five. To follow up on that, would you mind telling me how much money you spent on this trip? Six. So, on the basis of what you just said, if I understood correctly, you don't have a specific budget when you go shopping. Is that right? Hmm. Falling intonation. Seven. Could you please explain what choices you made in terms of actual stores and what were the determining factors in those choices? So, again, the way they're doing this, this is called a polite indirect question. They're longer, reduced stress, question heads, and there's a fall at the end. Do I normally do this? Not really, but for some reason, over the past couple of weeks, I've obtained a British accent. And that British accent is like, uh, instead of saying, are you all right? I don't say that anymore. I say, are you all right? <laughs> I don't know why. Please do not judge me. And please do not say I'm British because I will go crazy. No, I actually love people in England, but I don't love the England English people here in Thailand. Anyway, so in that, and with that being said, guys, you got some great tips, you got some great techniques. Again, if you want to communicate with me through this, go to my Facebook page. It's obviously on my website to the right or in the description down in the link. If you want more pronunciation practice that is available on Udemy, you already know how I do. If you have any other questions, man, Ah, you know how to get in contact with me. I'm your host, as always, over and out.